0: Housed within the Environmental Conservation Lab, you're listening to the Akiwan Podcast. This is episode two titled Noongam, meaning today in Ojibwe, where we take a closer look at what's happening around us today, the changes being made, how Indigenous communities are handling the new normal, and more. My name is Taylor. My spirit name is Brown Buffalo, and I am of the Fish Clan. I reside in Brokenhead Ojibwe Nation in Treaty One Territory, home of the Anishinaabe, Dene, Oji Cree, Cree, and Metis people. So, thank you for tuning in to the Akiwan podcast. I'm very, very happy to be back. It has felt like, oh my, forever since our our last podcast has aired. To recap, episode one aired back in March, on March 16th, and was called Aki, which means land in Ojibwe. What we did is we discussed land-based education, its importance, the Kiskinamakawin Project, which I'm a part of and how it is being integrated into curriculums today. However, what we didn't realize at that time was just four days before airing, or four days after airing, I should say, was how drastically all of our lives were about to change due to a global pandemic. On March 20th, the Manitoba government declared a state of emergency to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Now it's been almost two months already and we're still in that same state, although they are starting to loosen, loosen the straps a little bit and they're starting the phase one of reopening certain things. I know restaurant patios are beginning to open, uh, more local businesses, which is great. Um, I'm a huge fan of supporting local and a big supporter of local businesses, as well as I notice that uh, malls are starting to open and their stores. Now, I think that pretty much everybody is on different sides of the spectrum of whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. The economy needs it. However, is it going to increase, um, the, the, the cases of COVID like in like a second wave? Um, so I don't know. You can uh, let me know what your opinions are. I always encourage everybody to email us your thoughts and opinions on the show at info at landlearning.ca. I'm setting up another email. (laughs) So uh, let's get back to it. So it's been almost two months and we're still in the same state. But is this the new quote unquote new normal? Uh, What was the old normal? We will get into the rapid changes on Mother Earth that are happening right now later on when I speak more about the new and the old normal. But back to some of the unsettling changes we are experiencing. For one, we can't even visit our families in our own communities without being questioned about our health or the reason for our being out there. And to make matters harder, we cannot visit our aunts, our uncles, our cousins, our mums, our dads, our cookums, our mishums that are in communities past the 53rd parallel on Highway 6 here in Manitoba, Canada. And it's perfectly understandable why. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that they have closed borders to northern communities. Of course, the safety and protection of our relatives in those remote communities is extremely vital. And those restrictions must be respected for their well-being and their health of our relatives up north as well. Now, I'm not using this episode, Nungum, to educate you on COVID. Believe me, I am far from any type of medical professional. I do not consider myself an expert on the matter. And to be quite honest, I'm exactly like most people out there from time to time, actually from day to day, I suffer from the mental and physical and emotional stresses that are being caused from social distancing, from the self isolation, and of course from feeling homesick because I work and study in the city in Winnipeg, Manitoba. But I also come from my humble community, small community of Brokenhead where I've where I've lived on and off for many years and it is it's it's you get very homesick and I'm sure a lot of people feel like that, but you know, one of the good things is, is that, um, social media is actually a positive thing in our lives right now for communicating with our, with our communities, with our leaders, with, with our relatives all over, all over the country. So there is that connection of like FaceTime, Facebook, um, um, Instagram, TikTok, I see, is a big thing now. So that's a good way to kind of interact with people, which is nice. But how are we dealing with this as Indigenous peoples? How are we being affected? And what are some of the changes being made to us as a people, our communities, our gatherings, our ceremonies, and land-based way of life? Well, let me tell you. As a little res girl living in the city for work and school, it is scary as hell out there at this time. And there is no sense of personal space, even though you're supposed to remain two meters apart. It's like it's every person for themselves. When I leave the house, I get like such severe anxiety because I don't know what's going to happen at the grocery store if people are just going to be all up in my business in my face. But yeah, there's just no, there's no sense of personal space, no sense of community or respect or sharing. And one of the biggest differences, for example, that I've noticed, of course, was the whole toilet paper craze, which was, (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even understand it. I don't get it. I get the hand sanitizer and the face masks and the rubber gloves. I have no idea why people were freaking out about the toilet paper. And, like, you couldn't find it anywhere in stores for for weeks because people were buying it by, like, the cartloads. I've seen videos on 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 Facebook of, like, younger women taking it from, like, elderly women and, like, pulling it from their arms and rushing and lining up outside of stores just to get a pack of toilet paper. It's crazy. And, like, the difference between that is that like from the family that I come from and where I come from, if that was the case in my community, and I'm sure in your community even, that everyone would be sharing that last package of 12 double, double, that 12 pack double roll of toilet paper, guaranteed. So it's a little bit, a little bit of a difference. Now, on a positive note, we're really starting to see our people get back on the land back to our roots, taking their kids out on the land as well. As a land-based educator, this makes my heart so full. It makes me so happy to see everybody posting their pictures and everything online. Very happy. Since our gatherings of more than uh, 10 or more people have pretty much been cancelled in communities such as treaty days, powwows, school trips, etc. Very sad. It is, though nice to see and nice to think that despite these cancellations, people are still finding a way to communicate and interact with the land they call home. So whether you're a traditional knowledge holder or not, or if you if you don't seem to have the accessibility to people who can share land-based knowledge and skills with you, there are so many resources out there, especially at this time to help you with getting out there, whether you want to fish or hunt or pick berries or take your kids' medicine pickings, start to teach them those those, hmm, um, those traditional aspects, whatever it may be, there are a lot of resources out there to help you do that. For instance... You can go to the Kiskinamakwin website as well as our Facebook page for information. MF Nurk, which is the Manitoba First Nations Education Resource Center, has a ton of activities and webinars available. Also the Lake Winnipeg Indigenous Collective or Elwick as some people call it has info on their social media platforms as well as contests and communities themselves have their own pages on our sharing medicines, recipes, they're sharing teas, how to make teas, elders are sharing teachings on videos on Facebook live and so much more. As well our partners from the voicing from within project in Indiana, in the States are developing lessons on using art as expression. They're using dance journaling and drawing and incorporating it with indigenous knowledge that communities can use to use say like birch bark to make scrolls, to make journals. It's super cool and very exciting to always work with them. I will post all of these websites and links to the Facebook pages and such um, for the groups that we have just talked about in the organizations for you on our landlearning.ca website. So make sure you head there in the next little while and I should be up. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, is how we are coping with the new, in quotations, normal as opposed to the old. In quotations, normal. Now, as an environmental podcast, it has to, has to, has to, has to be discussed how nature is changing around us. Mother Earth, our Mother Earth, is cleansing and healing herself with the diminishing hustle and bustle of the old, quote unquote, normal. Travel Restrictions They've seen, because of travel restrictions, we are seeing a major decline in air pollution. CO2 levels and greenhouse gas emissions are reducing with less traffic and all of that. It has been documented that canals in in Venice are seeing cleaner water from less boat pollution Um, in India for the first time in 30 years 30 years. People are beginning to see the Himalayan mountains again and sea turtles are going back to the beaches to like it's un it's unreal. A hole in our ozone layer is repairing itself from less toxic emissions going into the air. And what is going to happen when travel bans are lifted? When everyone goes back to work, businesses begin reopening. What's going to happen? This is a thought that at some times, sometimes it has kept me up at night because sometimes how we act can be quite scary. (laughs) Um, So I cannot speak for the world, but I can send prayers to the star people, creator, our ancestors that we learn from our old in quotations, normal ways. No matter how hard it is to be an environmentalist in a capitalist society, we as indigenous people know the value of Aki, Nebe, Ishkode, which is the land, the water, the fire, our four- and two-legged relatives, our Mother Earth, Grandfather Sun, Grandmother Moon, and so much more. Now, <laughs> though it seems very easy to think positively as environmentalists and land guardians and water protectors, that all these environmental changes are happening because of COVID, and we're seeing all these, all these um, levels declining and pollution and emissions. It is not something that needs to be celebrated, though. Some people are losing their lives due to the COVID pandemic. And the sad reality is that these environmental impacts are needed, but at what cost? Some questions, a little food for thought on how you think about it, again, you can email us info at landlearning.ca and give us your insights and your stories on how you feel about things that we discuss throughout the podcast. And what I, one thing that I that I truly believe and I truly think needs to happen is that humans really, really need to start paying attention to the messages, to the signs that Mother Earth is sending us every single day. She needs healing. The waters need healing to be cleaned and replenished. Wildlife needs healing and to thrive again. We need to learn to respect what our ancestors did as one of the most sustainable populations and groups of people in history. Taking only what you need from the land, sharing, respecting it, giving thanks to what mother nature has provided with us to live each and every single day, food in your bellies, clothes on your back, shelter above your head. All of those things need to be respected. And you need to send out those prayers to give thanks for these things because you know, one day they just might not be there. So before we end the show, I ask that you send out prayers to those in need To those that are hurting and suffering during this time, I ask you to send prayers to our relatives in the Navajo Nation fighting, fighting so hard at this time. Send prayers to your loved ones missing home, missing school, missing work. Send prayers to Mother Earth and Kitche Manitou to help their healing. Send prayers to yourself because your health and well-being are just as important and need to be focused on at this time. And to that, I say, Miigwech. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Akiwan. We have come to the end of episode two, Noongam, which means Today in Ojibwe. I would like to thank UMFM 101.5 and Winiskatan for hosting the show and to the listeners for tuning in. If you would like to reach us, please email info at landlearning.ca. Episode three will be airing on May 30th, where I will introduce you to our new co-host, Bobby, and she will guide you through interviews and community responses to COVID-19 from the Navajo Nation and Rankin Inlet.